where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Good morning. You're here with Father Randall Kiesel at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Uh, Great programming for growing in our faith and learning about the great wonders that God is doing. And here this morning, we have a very special guest, Mary Kellett, uh, the founder of Prenatal Partners for Life, a very special uh, apostolate and mission activity within the church to defend and uphold the dignity of every human life. She speaks for those who cannot speak for themselves. Uh, Mary, welcome to the show this morning. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for having me. Yes, great to have you here, Mary. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and and uh, what has led you up to Prenatal Partners for Life? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm married to my husband, Don, and uh, we have 11 children and um, 20 grandchildren and... Um, we started Prenatal Partners for Life in response to uh, the birth of our 11th child, a little boy named Peter, and he was diagnosed um, with a condition called trisomy 18, which is similar to Down syndrome, um, but more severe. And when I was 19 weeks pregnant with Peter, um, the doctor saw some markers and they were concerned and they wanted to do an amnio. And I didn't want to do an amnio because I know there are risks involved and we didn't want to take the chance of hurting our little baby. And he said, well, we think your um, son has something called trisomy 18. 
And so if you do the amnio, you'll have more choices. And he said, well, if you mean um, abortion, we're never going to have an abortion. And he said, well, you don't understand. Um, nobody carries babies to term with trisomy 18, and your child won't live beyond two weeks. And we, we said, you know, we're, we're never going to have an abortion. So we didn't have an amnio, and he was born early. And he was given um, great care up until day two of, of his life when a test came back saying that he did have full trisomy 18. And at that point, it was recommended that we um, stop treatment and uh, wrap him in the blanket and let him go. And I remember just thinking, you know, we want to try to help this little guy. And our daughter had gone on the Internet, and she called me at the hospital, and she said, Mom, you know, there are lots of people living with trisomy 18. She said, some even adults. And so I told her to print off the stories and bring them up to the hospital, and she did. And so when the doctor came in, um, you know, I had these stories and pictures of people and kids with trisomy 18, and I said, why did you lie to me? I said, there's lots of um, kids living with trisomy 18. And he said, well, you know, we have to think about resources. And he said, "Um, Peter will never contribute to society, and he'll be a horrible burden to your family, and we recommend that you... um, you know, stop treatment, and we can make him comfortable, and you can hold him as he dies. And it's important to know, you know, we weren't requesting um, futile treatment or um, extraordinary care. We were just requesting the care that would be given to any um, infant um, who was born when Peter was, which was 33 weeks. And um, he needed help in the beginning, and we, we fought for that help, and, you know, he came home to us, um, and he lived six and a half years, and he was just an incredible blessing and a, a, a great joy, and, um, you know, everybody loved him so much. He was never, never, ever a burden to our family. He was uh, a great, great guest, and um, I think all the, all the kids would say that, that, um, you know, he was everybody's favorite little guy, and, and he was just... Uh, you know, he just exuded love, and he was very happy and sweet, and we consider him the greatest gift besides our faith, and, uh, you know, a blessing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, for our listeners out there, you know, as I've, I've known you, Mary, for many years, I was blessed to meet Peter many times, as you mm-hmm. know, and that's part of the inspiration to support you and Don, to have you with us, because you have such a great story, but also a, a great thing that God was doing through you. Now, I, I, I heard about how the doctors uh, uh, made this in such a drama that you, you wanted to love Peter when he was born and support him to, to be a mother who, who is life-giving. And you wanted to have Peter to have life, and, and as much life as he could, and it's part of God's plan. And how did, how did that uh, play out then when you were explaining this to the doctor and and I I happen to know you had that many subsequent times you know Peter lived over six years but how did that go early on when you were communicating with your doctor about that you wanted to be a mother and to raise Peter as long as he would have life uh, what do you remember about that well there was a tremendous amount of pressure not to help him um, from everybody from the head of that NICU who lied 
about a heart condition um, to another doctor who we never had met before who said she came into my hospital room and said, I want to talk to you as a mother. And she said, um, I'm a mother, and if you want to be a good mother to your other kids, you just have to let Peter go. She said it wouldn't be fair to your other children. Um, your life is going to be nothing but um, taking care of him and doctors and hospitals. And um, she said, you know, for your family and for the good of the other kids, you you should not bring them home. You should just let them go. And I just cried. I mean, we we had... So much false information um, presented to us that we sought out um, a second opinion um, from the head of another NICU at um, a big university who looked over Peter's um, records and charts, and he called the attending, um, the head of the NICU where Peter was at, and, you know, said, there, the parents are concerned you're not helping him reach his um, full potential, and that doctor was so mad at us, she told us that we had to leave the hospital. <laughs> oh, wow. Wanted that at another hospital, that we had to leave. Um, but So there was definitely an agenda, definitely uh, pressure um, not to care for him. And, you know, we finally brought him home. Um, he was only 3 pounds, 10 ounces. He was just so little, and he was born at 3 pounds, 2 ounces, and when we brought him home, you know, we were told that, you know, he's going to die, he's going to die, and he prepared. And, um, but, you know, he, 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 he grew, and we took care of him like we took care of other kids, and he learned how to eat my mouth, and um, he was very sweet and happy. He, mm-hmm. he was a beautiful, beautiful, pure little soul who brought so much love and so much joy to our family. Um, you know, yeah, so- and every day was a great gift. With him. Yeah. Can, can you tell us a little more about what that was actually like in your family? What What was it like for uh, Peter's siblings and, and those yeah. who got to know him? Well, he was the one everybody went to first thing, you know, in the morning and the last thing everybody, you know, um, before they went to bed. He would just became the center of our, our, our family. He And they all pitched in, you know, and not to say there aren't challenges when you have a child with special needs. There are, but boy, I tell you. God's grace is so real and so present, and every one of our kids, I think, learned something from Peter. We called him our little teacher, and they all helped take care of him. Uh, they all loved him so, so, so much. Um, he and was for, a joy, you know. If, he was uh, uh, just a joy to care for, and everybody pitched in. And Mary, could you share us a little more information? You know, the trisomy 18 that uh, Peter had, and what are the mm-hmm. effects of trisomy 18? So people can, in their imagination, uh, understand a little better how you're loving Peter. You know, what, what was he able to do or not do developmentally as, as he grew? Well, trisomy 18 is um, similar to Down syndrome, which is trisomy 21, but it's more severe. So, you know, Peter couldn't talk. Um, he never walked either. He um, could make sounds, though, and he definitely smiled, and he definitely could let us know what he liked and, and disliked. Um, he, you know, learned how to eat by mouth and um, roll around on the on the um, on the floor, and you know, he could could sit up with assistance. Um, you know, there's many things he enjoyed with you know the limitations that he had. Um, he loved 
uh, his family. He loved his siblings. And so mm-hmm. he would laugh and play and sing and clap his little hands. And, um, he loved uh, reading the Bible, and he loved ice cream and pudding and sweets and, um, you know, playing games and uh, just, you know, simple things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he would take them for walks. He liked being outside. And I mean, he was aware of his surroundings. Um been a very smart, smart little boy, even though he couldn't um, verbally maybe let us know. We always knew what was going on with him. Um, so he had his own little way of communicating. Yes. It, what strikes me is, and what I remember from Peter and knowing you and Don, is how Peter was able to receive and give love. He he mm-hmm. had a heart that that always, um, and I and I know because... Well, you and Don loved loved Peter, and Peter knew that. And um, Peter also had the Holy Spirit uh, through baptism, and there there was a magnetism of love that that was uh, I would call it the engine of your family for that time of his life with you. Uh, it was really amazing to see, and I can, from my own experience, to experience it uh, coming to visit you. So. And so we're with Mary Kellett, the founder of Prenatal Partners for Life. We're listening to her talk about uh, uh, Peter, their special needs son, who had trisomy 18. And we're going to go to a short break and come back with Mary and hear more about Prenatal Partners for Life, how that was founded, and for any of our listeners and others to be aware of this marvelous apostolate and how you might be able to be involved in giving those who don't have a voice a voice because all life has value. excited to announce the special broadcast of the Episcopal ordination of Bishop-elect Peter Mewich, the next bishop of the Diocese of Rapid City, Thursday, July 9th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Central. Listen live on the radio, online at realpresenceradio.com, and via the RPR app as we bring you this joyful celebration from the Cathedral in Rapid City. It's the Episcopal ordination of Bishop-elect Peter Mewich, Thursday, July 9th, 10 a.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Central. Yeah, I've been listening to Catholic Radio, <clears throat> starting out in Seattle, uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Had a had a long commute, and you know, searching through the stations, kind of came up upon Catholic Radio, and you know, people were asking a lot of questions that I had, and I was able to kind of passively listen to all the different responses and ponder those, and kind of carry on a conversation <laughs> with the radio in my car, and and then proceed to look things up further as I as I learned about it. So so I have a lot of favorites, um, did a lot for me in my life and continues to um, really like Catholic Answers and all the uh, different themed hours they have where people can call in and ask virtually anything, um, like Crest in the Afternoon, getting that uh, Catholic perspective um, on, the, on the news for the day and all that's going on. Um, you know, and I, I could go on and on uh, like all the programs. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. 
We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're here with Father Randall Kiesel at the Church of St. Michael, Pine Island, Minnesota. Thank you for staying with us. And we're blessed to have with us here this morning, Mary Kellett, uh, mother and wife of 11 children, and she's the founder of Prenatal Partners for Life. And Mary, you've been telling us about uh, the relationship with your son, Peter, at Trisomy 18, and uh, the really amazing experiences you had in your family. And But having Peter in your family, he it, it led to a grace, a, a kind of apostolate that now uh, you're, you founded called Prenatal Partners for Life. Uh, can you tell us about yep. how that was founded, Mary, and, and how that is going for you now? Well, it was about a year after Peter um, was born, and I remember just uh, praying after Mass one day um, what God wanted me to do um, with the experience of having Peter, and I I just got the strong inspiration that he wanted me to try to help others, and uh, I really didn't see how, you know, I could do that at all, um, having, you know, 11 kids. <laughs> mm-hmm huge amount of laundry you do every day and um but the lord he's so faithful um you know i just uh was inspired to just try to be obedient and go ahead and so i called the um archdiocese and talked to the respect life director and kind of told her and um kind of being inspired to help others and she uh was so helpful and kind and she said you know the abortion rate is huge for kids like Peter and kids with Down syndrome and other conditions, and I didn't even realize that. But she said, uh, please, you know, start this, and parents need support in this area. And she said, you know, we'll do whatever we can to help. And and so we started off with a, a, a website. We have a beautiful website, uh, www.prenatalpartnersforlife.org. Um, we're a nonprofit, 501c3. And um, it's just grown over the years. We've helped families in 50 countries and every state several, several times over. Wow. And what we do is we um, connect families who are receiving a diagnosis of some sort for their baby, um, either before or after birth, and we connect them with uh, families for life-affirming support because the pressure to abort these kids is so high. And then the pressure oftentimes after they're born not to treat them and help them reach their full potential is um, is often very great, too. So we connect them with other families who have experienced the same thing uh, for life-affirming support, information, and encouragement. So um, we send out a beautiful little gift of love for the baby and, uh, and, and connect them with... Um, other families and helpful support groups and maybe doctors and they can find out information about you know um, helpful treatment therapies and we also offer uh, bereavement support too if a baby does end up dying and going home to heaven we have uh, funeral grants and marker grants Um, we have family grants to help families whose babies do live um, 
you know, maybe getting things they cannot afford or things that are not covered with um, their insurance fully. So anything that will help them. Uh, we offer a beautiful um, service called a prayer shower for our family. We've done these. And now with the virus, we've had to stop those, but hopefully we'll be able to do those again soon where we mm-hmm. get together uh, with the, the family and their friends and we just celebrate the life of the baby. Um, most like a prayer, like a typical baby shower in many ways, but focused on on praying for the family and the baby. Uh, we do things like um, hospital visits, care packages, uh, bereavement. Yeah. Um, well, it's amazing work. Yeah. I I would describe this, Mary, as some of God's work. Some of the work that you do uh, to uphold the dignity of every single human life. Uh, these these little children uh, who need to have a voice of love and truth that they can reach their potential according to God's will. And some of our listeners out there, you may be interested in in contacting Mary or contacting Prenatal Partners for Life. You can find information at prenatalpartnersforlife.org. Again, that's prenatalpartnersforlife.org. I know you can Google search it easily, Prenatal Partners for Life. Or I do have a phone number here on on, uh, Mary's website, 763-772-772. Three eight six eight, and that's seven six three seven seven two three eight six eight. Prenatal partners for life. Uh, Mary, do you have any idea how many families and and that you have interacted with over the last several years? Oh gosh, um, you know thousands, thousands and thousands. Um, we started this in two thousand, the end of two thousand and five. So. We've been at it for quite a long time, but um, you know, many, yeah. many families. And I know you yeah. have you, you, this. This I would I would describe prenatal partners for life for you has also had has been quite an adventure. Uh, uh, what what also have you you've given testimony in in various legislative bodies, haven't you? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, you know, we have been blessed to go speak in many, many different um, universities and hospitals and um, just different conferences and things like that and churches. Um, and also, yep, but we did go down to the um, state capitol and testify before the House and the Senate on a bill about um, fertility of care policies. So many hospitals have these policies um that deal with um, futile care, what the doctors perceive would be futile care. And we think Peter died because of the hospital where he died had had a futile um, care policy. And so the bill was to um, make hospitals disclose to the public if they have these policies. And so I did testify in front of the House and the Senate. And uh, the bill did pass both the House and the Senate, but then it was attached to another bill, and then the governor didn't sign it. So we're hoping in the, the future to get, you know, something passed where families will be made aware of these policies that hospitals have um, that could impact the care their child is receiving. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, it's been a it's been a huge gift, a huge blessing. Um, I've never had a mom tell me, father, that she's had too much time with her baby. Um, every family that embraces their, the life of their child is so happy they did, so grateful. Um, there's just a lot of fear involved in our main 
main goal is to take away some of that fear and replace it with loving support, life-affirming support. So, so they Mary, can embrace the life of their baby. If we, if we have any listeners or perhaps any of our listeners who might know of, of a, a, a diagnosis of some form of an illness, what, what would be the first things that you would say to those parents? I'd say don't be afraid to love your child. Don't be afraid to embrace the life of your baby, that your baby is made in God's image and likeness, and He has a plan and a purpose for that little life. And um, you will never regret giving your little baby all the life and love that you can. Um, and no matter how long that child lives, it's a gift. It'll be a gift. Amen. Mary, thank you so much for being with us this morning and for your amazing witness of trusting our Lord and being on that adventure with Him. And, and uh, you know, I think little Peter is a saint, and we certainly lived yeah. a holy life filled with love and smiles. You can see his picture on Prenatal Partners' website and his story as well. And if you want to support or help Mary anyway or join her in the work, you can find, again, that information on our website or call the phone number 763 772 3868. Thank you, Mary, for being with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much, Father, for having me. And God bless you. And give my greetings to Don and the family, will you please? I will. Thank you, Father. God bless you too. Yep. And this time we'll have our preview uh, shifted back to you, Eli and find out what's up next. Hey, thanks, Father. Great show today. Another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Jack and Doreen Kennelly, coming to you live from our Fargo studios. They'll visit with Rick and Cheryl Melby about journeying from Lutheranism to Catholicism. Then Paul Finstad, he's the development officer at Unseen, will talk about accelerating the fight against human trafficking. And Monsignor Joseph Gehring from the Diocese of Fargo will share about exploring the hierarchy of the church. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's going to be 9 to 11 a.m. Central tomorrow morning, uh, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. But of course, today it marks the, uh, the, the day that Rapid City is uh, consecrating and installing a new bishop. And we'll be carrying that live right after this morning's Real Presence Live, starting just after 11 o'clock Central Time. We'll be carrying that live from the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Perpetual Help. Uh, from Rapid City, South Dakota. That'll be right here all across the entire RPR network, so you won't want to miss that. So stay tuned for that right after Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Well, thank you, Eli. And great having all of our... uh, Great to be with all the great people we had on today. We had Lynette sharing with us about the Rosary and the the Rosary Initiative uh, through St. Charles Borromeo in Minneapolis. Mindful, our listeners can go and find that again. Congratulations, Monsignor Patrick Schumacher, Church of Corpus Christi, Bismarck, North Dakota, whom we recognize in the Honor Our Father segment and uh, also for the business that made it possible, Northern Hills Sod Farm in Whitewood, South Dakota. Uh, Great to have also with us Father Shireman, who was here with us in studio regarding his service to COVID patients. And lastly here, Mary Kellett, Prenatal Partners for Life. Reminder all of our listeners, be sure you give thanks and praise to God this day. We have so much to be thankful for as we look out upon our world. And we may see difficult things, but the good far outweighs the difficult and the bad. And there's so much to be thankful to our good Lord for. Remember, let us pray. Let us pray and give thanks to God and continually petition him and his goodness and mercy for the graces that each one of us needs and praying for our brothers and sisters, uh, especially praying uh, with the intention of our Blessed Mother's heart to pray for peace and that hearts may be at peace and peace in the world. 
And so I offer my blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.